Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Today on the podcast, my guest is Whitney Vosberg. Whitney is an author and business consultant who helps leaders and organizations discover their why, their true purpose. In these uncertain times, it's more important than ever that companies stay focused on their mission. So, are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to episode 18 of the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Whitney Vosberg. Whitney is the co-founder and CEO of Brand New Purpose, a company that helps leaders and organizations identify their true north strategy. He's also the co-author of the number one Amazon best-selling book, Work the Future Today, where he helps readers find their true purpose in a world full of volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. I'm excited to have him on the show today to talk about leadership in these uncertain times. So Whitney, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, John. So tell, tell me a little bit about how you moved from the world of marketing and branding into helping people and companies find their true purpose, helping them find their why. Well, uh, the thing that has tied my career together has been based on two things. One is an outsider perspective, having lived and uh, grown uh, and studied, worked all over the world, uh, I'm able to come into a new situation and see trends and patterns more quickly than most. Hmm. And I always have been very curious to ask the question, why? And so with branding, your brand is about why are you here? Why are you in business? Why do you exist? And why should people care? Right. And having worked as a branding and marketing consultant, uh, when I uh, was in my 40s, I started getting a request for taking that expertise and bringing it on in-house on an interim or consulting basis as a VP of marketing and eventually um, a chief marketing officer for Silicon Valley startups and then mid-size uh, companies and then eventually on to Fortune 20 companies. Uh, the interesting thing is that all organizations face the same problems in terms of purpose, brand, relevancy. It's, beyond that, it's just a matter of scale. And the two two are related, right? Um, as we were talking before we started the show, the two are related. If you don't know your why, if you don't know your purpose as an organization, say, you can't really define your 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 marketing and your brand strategy, right? The two are linked and they're, they're related. Yes, every company, every business, every organization, even every uh, local government. Uh, was founded, like the United States had its founding fathers, and they came together with a certain reason 
their why as to mm-hmm. why they were founding the United States of America for certain reasons. And so that became the purpose and the various uh, written, written uh, documents that they created became their vision and mission statement. Mm. So no matter how young or old a company or business organization is, the reason why it was founded, its original purpose provides a North Star for any one in the organization or even affiliated with the organization amongst its stakeholders to be able to look at this purpose as a North Star so that no matter where you came from, where you are or where you're going, it provides you with a means of developing a sense of direction Mm. and something Mm. to check against in terms of like, all right, we know that progress at best is a series of zigs and zags, uh, but are we zigging and zagging in the right direction? Is the mean leading us in the right direction? Mm. Simultaneously, you have to make your brand, your purpose, your why relevant to the context in which you find yourself in. So times change so that the the manifestation, the, the expression of your purpose changes over time along with everything else, but the core purpose itself doesn't. Mm. And that's the key, right? That's the key that's to right. having a having an organization, a purpose-driven organization or a purpose-focused organization, right? That everybody is aligned towards a North Star that regardless of the conditions maybe that change, but the purpose remains the same. Yes, a purposeful organization is one in which people know what the purpose is Mm. and how it is being lived out. Mm. And also, if for a truly valuable, purposeful company or organization, there's an overlap between personal purpose and organizational purpose. So it's the nexus that is is the sweet spot. Right, right. So when the individual uh, is fulfilling his purpose and it matches or it overlaps the company's purpose, that's the sweet spot when you're in that spot. Very much so. Okay. Excellent. That's good. And and in fact, the reason I know that is because I've read enough of your book to just understand that basic concept. And that's what I want to talk to you about today is um, the book that you've written. Actually, there's two books now. It's called Work the Future Today. And there's also the pocket guide as well. That's just mm-hmm. recently out. So why did you write this book? And what were you hoping to accomplish by writing this book or really what's going to be a series of books? Yes. Well, having uh, worked as a independent consultant, interim um, executive for hundreds of companies uh, all over the country, all over the world, uh, large and small, old and new, B2B, B2C, um, nonprofit, um, what have you. I have such a breadth and depth of experience over time. And, and I'm, I'm a seeker of trends and patterns. Details mm, don't mm. interest me so much. What I've noticed is that purpose matters. 
Purpose matters. People want purpose matters. Yes, uh, and, and that is the cornerstone of your organizational building, so to speak. And it's your north star that will keep you going in the right direction. Especially if your purpose is clearly articulated, expressed, lived out, and bought into, and is mm-hmm. relevant to the time and culture that you find yourself in. And isn't, and this, I mean, I, not to derail the discussion, but isn't this the problem with most organizations is that, um, and again, I worked in corporate America for 22 years before starting my own company. So I can speak with a little bit of authority here, but we tend to develop mission and vision statements uh, in a small group of people and they come up with this thing and they put it in a, a notebook or maybe in a frame uh, and it ends up in a lobby and no one ever looks at it or ends up on a bookshelf and it collects dust. And it's usually, if you try to read it, it doesn't make any sense because it's, it's, it's too much detail and, it, and it's, you know, it's a lot of corporate speak and um, it's not lived out. And I think what you're saying is that once you identify that purpose, why we're here, it has to be something that is lived out. It's communicated. It's, it's relevant, right? I think that's what you're just saying. Yes, it, it all starts with leadership. Mm. The reason why our books are divided into three parts, purpose, place, and practice. Uh, it could also be called leadership, linkage, and leverage. Mm. It is that leaders nowadays, in this, in this moment of COVID-19 and whatever else might be coming at us, is to lead, to find your lead. What do you lead with? That which will define you as a leader. Okay. So what does that mean? Define. In, in terms of, I, I mentioned the, the, the nexus, the overlap between personal purpose yes. and organizational purpose. And when you have overlap, then you've got the perfect match. Okay. Between individual needs and collective needs. Okay. Another way of thinking about purpose, place, and practice, which are if your purpose is your why, then your place is your who and where, and your practice is your how and when. Okay. That makes sense. So your purpose is, particularly in a business setting, it, it, it's it's all about a value exchange. You know, I promise you a certain uh, exchange of value, uh, and it is based on my purpose. This is what I lead with. Another way of thinking of it: it is my gift mm. to the to my stakeholders. Okay. So this is my purpose. This is my why. This is my gift. I lead with this. Okay. If there's one thing I do and I do well, and it is value to others, and I do it, I, I, I find my the best stakeholders who would most benefit from the value that I give by fulfilling my purpose. Mm. So it's about, you know, what is it that I have that is a great value? Who do I share it with for maximum mutual benefit? Where do I find them? 
And then the third part, the practice is how do I best share my or our unique gift with those who would most benefit from it? Mm, okay. It's about give and receive. Okay. The, the, the more v- it, giving a gift is, is not just giving the gift. It's only a gift if the recipient wants it, desires it, and values it. Mm, okay. They see it so as a gift. Be, so it's, it's a circle. You have, mm. you have to close the loop. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So this in this time of COVID nineteen, leadership has never been more important. Mm. Okay. On an individual level, as well as on an organizational level, since health is wealth, and we have to take care of ourselves so we can take care of others whether it be our family, our co-workers, our team, uh, our employees, our, our community, uh, what have you. Uh, we have to be responsible for ourselves. We have to take the lead in taking care of ourselves so that we can then take care of others, hmm. as well as to inspire and provide a good model for others to follow, to emulate, hmm. to learn from. So you're taking care of yourself and you're taking care and you're setting a good example for others yes. in, the, in the meantime. Yeah. You can't take care of others if you're not taking care of yourself. Right. That makes sense. And if you're not healthy, you're going to pr- be a poor leader. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I, I just today was I gave a webinar on uh, crisis leadership to a bunch of local uh, business leaders. And that's the one thing uh, one of my one of my points was. You know, I say, put your mask on, put your own mask on first, right? Uh, you know, when you get on an airplane, they say, yeah, put your own mask on first before helping others. And that's what I said is, you know, one of the things that, you know, when we deal with stress in a, in a, in a, in a world as in, uncertain it is, as it is right now, we don't know what the future is. Everybody le- deals with stress differently, whether it's not getting enough sleep, whether it's eating bad, poor food or not being on an exercise routine, drinking too much alcohol. And if you start going down that path of dealing with stress through some sort of, you know, bad habit, you're not going to be a good, you're not going to be a good leader for your team. And right now, you know, this is when the seas are the roughest and you're the captain of the ship. You need to be alert, awake, aware, because, you know, you have lives that depend on you to make the right decisions. And that's what I think you're saying. Yes. And uh, even the, the shyest most introverted uh, hermit uh, typically has somebody who relies on you, Mm. somebody who looks up to you, somebody who benefits from knowing you. Uh, We often dismiss that, but we're, we're almost always important to somebody else. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like that. There's somebody always watching. And I write about that as a leader that, um, you know, we're on stage all the time, right? Whether we like it or not, every every eye is on us, right? You yes. know, I'm, I'm the CEO of my company and where I go, everybody knows. When I leave, everybody knows. When I show up, everybody knows. I don't want to be that center of attention. I just am. You yes, are sir. on a stage and sure. everybody's yes. watching. And how you react to problems, uh, how you respond to to challenges affects the whole attitude in the organization as well. Yes, uh, you know, 
wherever you are, there you are. You, you take, <laughs> take everything with you, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at all times. And, uh, you know, now um, we are, now the abnorm is the norm. Mm, so it's not yeah. that we are, not these are strange times. Are, are, we are at the beginning of a, of a very strange new era. Mm. We're never going back, and not at all. Uh, what we're in transition to is going to be radically different. Uh, and I imagine in some ways it will be positive, in other ways it will be negative. Uh, but it will certainly will be different. Mm. So different times require different leadership. So this is not the time for traditional patriarchal command and control style leadership. Mm, okay, now you're talking my language. <laughs> One of the things we write about is the importance of going from head, mm -hmm. especially for males, to, to travel that longest distance of the 18 inches from head to heart. heart yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, you can think of your purpose, it's intellectual, it's your IQ, it's in your brain, so it's your head. And then you have your heart, which is the seat of your emotions and your consciousness. Uh, so, and that's your, it's your home of your, your who and your, and your uh, where, mm. and, you know, your place, your home, home place, your workplace, um, you know, the, the two most important places in life are our home and our work. Mm. love and, and work and uh, so you know it, it's hard for many men and for some women to travel that long distance from head to heart travel those other uh out you know, from head to heart your hands so it's how do you share what you have to offer with others mm. Mm. and also in these times if you're so busy hanging on to whatever was then you cannot open yourself up and embrace the new because you're too busy, desperately hanging on to the old. Mm, yeah. And the old is gone. It's over. Done. Finished. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I think you're right. And I think um, everybody deals with change differently, right? Yeah. So um, we all react to change differently. But I think, you know, in, 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 the, in the talk I was giving this afternoon, I said the first thing we got to do is pause. Right. You've got to you've got you can't just act. You've got to slow down. No, pause. essential, essential. Yeah. And, and, and sort of, you know, get get control of your emotions, get control of, you know, you know, take a look at what's going on. What has changed? What is your customer base now look like? What is your employee base now look like? What is happening to your your industry at the moment? And, I, and then I say you've got to you've got to pivot. You've got to make that slight adjustment to where the world is today and consistent with your purpose, as you would say, stick with your purpose. But what is now the new plan of attack to, to continue to be that purposeful organization, but also uh, deal with the times at hand, right? I think yes. that's what you would say. Yes. It, it, it's the purpose is eternal. Mm. It's, interpretation is always contextual. Mm, yeah. So we, we talked about just before we went on, um, you know, Life is Good, the company that makes the t-shirts and the signs mm -hmm. and, and their message or their purpose is to spread 
positivity, spread a positive message. Mm-hmm. And the world changed with, with COVID and isolation and um, everybody in quarantine. So they shifted, if, if you look at their brand, the t-shirts they have, the signs they have are all around quarantine life and COVID life, but they're still all that positive message and spreading a positive message like we're going to get through this or pictures of dogs, you know, puppies watching each other on a Zoom phone call or something like this. But the point is, is that they're consistent with their purpose. They've just made a pivot or a shift into the current times that we're dealing with. Staying contextually relevant. Staying contextually relevant. Yeah. Excellent. So this is this is really so so leading in these times, right? You would say based on your your writings would say you this is the time when purpose is the most important. Yes, is that right? If, yes. I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but, but, but I, 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 I get that feeling. It, it has never been more important. Mm. Uh, when the world's falling apart, people want to know why. Mm. Why should I care about? We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Deep Leadership is brought to you by Strikeforce Energy. Strikeforce Energy is a veteran-owned company founded by a Navy SEAL, and their products are all made in the USA. Strikeforce Energy is a liquid flavor pack that you can add into any beverage. It has zero calories, zero carbs, and zero sugar. Each pack contains 80 milligrams of caffeine. Strikeforce Energy is offering a discount to all the listeners of Deep Leadership. Go to strikeforceenergy.com and enter the discount code I have the watch, one word, for a 20% discount on every order. Deep Leadership is also brought to you by my Amazon best-selling book I Have the Watch, Becoming a Leader Worth Following. This book is filled with 23 short stories on how you can become a more effective leader. It's super easy to read and most people finish it in less than 2 hours. Go to IHaveTheWatch.com and click the large orange button for signed copies. Enter the discount code IHaveTheWatch, one word, at checkout for 20% off your order and domestic shipping is always free. So can you think of, and this is a little off topic, but can you think of some companies you've seen just in the last couple of weeks or maybe the last three weeks that have done a really good job with staying with their purpose and, um, you know, and staying with the right purpose, but yet adapting to the changes and maybe some that haven't done a good job. And maybe I'm thinking the airlines in some cases with they're not refunding tickets and, you know, I don't know, maybe there might be some organization you think have done a good, better job than others. And well, I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, airlines have done a spectacularly bad job of um, customer relations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for for many years now, um, and they continue to dig dig their own grave. Mm. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I uh, just this week I have unsubscribed to two airline. Um, news feeds mm. uh, because I've been bombarded with uh, cookie cutter, you know, COVID-19 we're, we're concerned and we're here for you. And yeah. Yeah. Where, where were you when you, I needed better service? Right. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I had to cancel trips because of the crisis. You know, trips to trade shows and and uh, and and events. And um, some one of the airlines, I won't mention it, but they didn't just refund my money. They they said, well, we're going to put it aside for you, and you can use it. You have a year to use it. And uh, I thought, well, okay. You know, I mean, you know, that wasn't exactly what I expected. You know, I mean, it's not like my fault that I can't travel. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, so airlines probably haven't done a good job, but they haven't been doing a good job for a while, I think, when it comes yes. to customer, yes. customer, uh, you know, relations, I guess. Actually, they've suffered from, uh, you know, my, my father worked for um, Pan, Pan American Airways a uh, long time ago, and uh, that was a great airline with mm. great leadership um, in its heyday. And, and now the airline uh, CEOs uh, really suffer from very poor uh, leadership on, mm. on so many different levels. We don't have time to get into it, but yeah, <laughs> they have only had one direction to go and that's up. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've written about them as well. So it's uh, interesting. It's an interesting business model. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, we, yeah, in terms of, you know, it, it's funny because so many other industries, customer service is king, right? You know, the best, the, the companies with the best customer service tend to tend to get more, you know, more traction, more more people going to them. But yet, companies, some companies like the airlines, just they they just disregard it, you know, or they they just haven't been able to make the change, yeah, you know, or to, to be able to be customer focused or customer friendly. So, but um, yeah, you know, I haven't really uh, I've heard about companies, but I haven't experience per, at first hand any particular company mm. that's really stepped up to the plate or uh had is handling the the, the transition uh creatively or or any single leader that went wow you know I, i've i've seen stories about things but I, I haven't experienced them them myself so yeah and I, I was i was thinking to myself other than the life is good story i haven't really seen same thing. I haven't really personally been affected in a, in such a positive way by a company making the shift that has stood out in my mind, which yeah, is interesting. Companies uh, saying that they're going to donate, yeah, you know, x many millions of dollars to this cause or in support of these people or what mm, have you. Mm. Um, they're often by companies that are um, phenomenally uh, profitable. Mm, right, uh, right. And, if, and I, I've looked in the past into certain gestures like that, and they're more often not self-serving. Mm, yeah, I guess I was thinking. I do have a friend that runs a. It's a small company. He, he's a, a veteran uh, business owner like myself, and um, he does all natural bug repellent uh, normally during. And he switched his entire production line over to make hand sanitizers, and he was able to. Uh, supply a lot of the military ships, um, you know, and that's that's a big issue right now. So he was able to switch over his production line over to make hand sanitizers, and he's been supplying the Navy. So it's kind of a neat. Uh, that was a neat story. That's one I didn't really think about right off the bat. But, but, but. you raise an interesting point about um, a captain of the aircraft carrier. Yes, who I believe was being a good leader in the sense that he cared for his men mm. enough to go above the call of duty and and um and then the way the secretary of the navy responded was very poor leadership Mm, yeah exactly leadership and bad leadership 
Right, right. Yeah. That's been a, a debate. I'm an ex-Navy guy. So it's been a debate amongst uh, Navy veterans about uh, the captain's behaviors, the Secretary of Navy's behaviors. So been an interesting discussion. I've heard opinions on all all sides, but um, I think the one thing is, um, and, and you touch on it in your book is, you know, you've got you've got people that are involved, right? So you part part of part of the shift you talk about in your book is shifting away from a profit first mindset, right? And you're you're talking about more people and more the global responsibility of organizations, right? And I think I think that's that's where, you know, in this case you have you have mission and you have people and a great leader will work to achieve the mission and take care of the people at the same yeah. time. And yes. they won't they won't sacrifice one for the other, right? So right. I think I think in this case uh, it was not a good example of, um, you know, he, he was focused on people and then the sec- Secretary of Navy was thinking about just mission. And the, right. the fact is, it's both that are important. Both that are important. It is complicated when you have such a, a clearly defined um, uh, line of authority mm-hmm. and command and control. Uh, it, but, but, you see, we're living in exceptional times. And this is when... Uh, it is so important for leaders to know when to make an exception to the rule. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so let me just go back a little bit to, so in your book, you talk about um, the three horsemen of constant change. I like that. Chaos, confusion, and complexity. Mm-hmm. And right now with COVID-19, we've got all three. We do. So, so how should leaders, we touched about it a little bit, but uh, how should leaders be leading during these uncertain times? So say that you're an organization and maybe you haven't spent that time and looked at and defined your purpose very well, but now you've found yourself um, knee deep in this crisis. So what should you be doing uh, as a leader right now in the organization? What's the best way to lead during these uncertain times? Being authentic. Hmm. Transport, transparent, <laughs> emotionally available, mm. being publicly capable of saying, I don't know, we don't know, because the truth is nobody knows. We will do our, and just be able to say, we are in, in an unprecedented times, there's no precedent for us to look look to. Uh, we are going to have to slow down, mm. focus on fewer things, what we think are the most important things. We're going to try to do fewer things better in terms of as best we can. And we, we are going to continuously acknowledge we don't know, we won't know, we're going to try our best, we're going to try to be there for you as best we can. Can't make any promises other than where we're going to try our best to be mm. there for all our stakeholders. Mm, I like that. No, that's a, that's exactly right. I, I love to hear that. I mean, authentic, transparent, emotionally available, and not being afraid. Not being afraid to say, I don't know. I think that's yes, important. And communicative. Yeah, so interesting point there. That's one thing I've been talking about. Um, I've seen some leaders during this crisis 
still focused on sending out these long emails to their their employees and uh, telling them this is this and this is that and the other thing. And I think they're missing out on that authentic communication that you're just talking about, right? Short, simple, sweet, frequent. Yeah, short, simple, sweet, uh, frequent. And I would probably add as much face-to-face as possible, even through technology, because I think it's important they see your face, I think, sometimes. uh, As the head turns, the body follows. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yes, exactly. uh, You know, the root of corporation is corpus, body. Mm. So, you know, when you are the CEO, you are the, the head of the organization of the body. Organizational yes. body. As the head turns, the body follows. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so if you're and they, they want and 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 employees want to know what's going on. They want to know what the head is doing. They want to know, you know, I'm mean, even if we don't have the answers. I mean, as a leader, I know as a CEO, there's a lot of stress on me to have answers, but I'm I'm looking for answers that don't exist anywhere. So it's okay to say, well, right now I don't know, but here's what we're going to do in the meantime. Focus on today, focus on the controllables, focus on what I know we can do as an organization. When is this going to be over? I don't know. You know, how long is this going to last? I have no idea. Right. What's going to happen if this happens? I really don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what that's what about being authentic. That's that's that part. Yeah. Of course, it's important to do scenario planning. Mm. Um, Even more important is to develop some foresight. Mm. Okay. Foresight. Uh, strategic planning is, is, you know, through developing different scenarios. But more important than that is to develop foresight or, you know, personal leadership and organizational foresight, which is in part is based on your purpose. Mm, okay. I like purpose it. Uh, is timeless. Mm. Context, of course, changes day to day. You never lose sight of your North Star. Mm, I, like why. That. I like that. Interesting. My my business, my little business. Um, our our purpose, our our way, why we exist, mm-hmm. is we say we're a different kind of supplier. And what that mm-hmm. means is, all of my competitors are billion dollar corporations. We're the smallest player in the market, and we say we go where the other guys won't. We'll do what the other guys won't do. And so we've actually talked to ourselves. We have a morning meeting where we gather all the employees. We've talked about what does it mean to be a different kind of supplier in this crisis, in this, mm-hmm. what does it mean? And we don't have all the answers, but that's what, but that's been the basis of a lot of our discussions on how we're going to operate the business in this crisis as we go back to what our purpose is, but then we say, okay, how do we do that now? And given the constraints, given the, um, what's happening in our, in our industry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's in different times, uh, requires different thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, uh, there, there's, um, never been a more important time or better time to get creative because we are leaving the old world behind. We are in transition. The new world has yet to, to emerge. So what we do today collectively co-creates the future. And that's the whole point of work the future today is that what you do today, what you choose today to do today or not creates your future. 
So you're either creating your future that you would like or the future will control you. Hmm. You will be become a victim of happenstance. And that's not a good place to be. No, not at all. No. There's radio shacks of the world, the blockbusters of the world. Uh, there's plenty of, plenty of companies that have been fallen by the wayside because they didn't work the future. Yeah. I mean, it, my, my co-author, Charlie, um, he said, basically, you either, you know, when the future bus pulls up at your stop, either you get on and you drive or you get run over by it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That's really powerful. That's good stuff. And the thing is, you can do it right now. It doesn't mean you, you know, you don't put your working the future on hold because there's a COVID crisis right now. Right? I no, it always goes back to what is my purpose? What is it that I can do today to make it as relevant and valuable to my stakeholders as possible. Mm. And are the stakeholders who I thought I had yesterday still my, still my stakeholders today? And will they be, might they be those tomorrow? Mm. It's going to change. Yeah, absolutely. And it could change. Stakeholders could change during this. Yeah, absolutely. Really good stuff. Wow. This is good. I'm, I'm really I, I've got to really dig into your book now. I've, like I said, I've, I've been through it enough where I've kind of got a gist of it, but I haven't really, honestly, uh, I haven't dug into it. But now I really want to because I think what you're talking about is what something that I talk about a lot is that, um, is that you know, I, I talk about it in terms of vision, but uh, it's, it's purpose. It's the same thing. It's uh, like, who are we going to be and how is that communicated daily versus sitting in some shelf and, and um or in some cheap frame in the lobby, right? It's got to be something that's lived every day. And I think the companies that do that are much more successful than the ones that, you know, just make a committee, they write a, a vision and mission statement, and they put it on the shelf, right? It's the ones that live it every day. It's the apples of the world, right? They they had a vision. They had a purpose when they um, when they moved forward, right? They, they knew what their why was. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Steve Jobs... Uh purpose, um, along with uh, Wozniak's, was to create elegant solutions Mm. for consumer market. And well, now they are, you know, number one, two or three in the world. It worked. It worked. Yeah. Incredible. Well, very good. Well, this has been a really good conversation. I really appreciate your time, Whitney. This has been helpful. I enjoyed it very much. And I know that everyone who's listening is going to get something out of this. And um, but I want them to get more. So tell everybody on the uh, on the podcast how they can get in touch with you, find your book, uh, get to your website, learn more about your company. How can they find that? Sure. Uh, our books are available on Amazon. Uh, just type in "work the future today," and our website is workthefuture.today. And you can find me on Twitter at Brand Guru. And that's how we met originally. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Twitter is an amazing tool. If you use it effectively, you can learn uh, and meet exciting people and learn something that you didn't know before. So I yes. believe that it can be a great learning tool. Uh, but, you know, if you stay away from the all the fighting and arguments, there's there's great content and there's great people on Twitter. You can find them. So. Yes. The, the, the original purpose of Twitter was to provide people a early warning system of important or trending news. Mm. 
in your business or area of interest. And it's, st- it's still good at that. It's still very good at that. I, I'm connected to so many leadership uh, experts or, you know, guys that have a lot of thoughts on leadership all over the world. And um, I think it's powerful. I, I I enjoy it. And I don't get involved with all the, you know, fighting and all that stuff. I've got no time for that. So. There's enough of that in the in the real world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So very good. I'm going to put links to all of your resources in the show notes so people can easily get to that if they look at the Great. show notes for the podcast. So. Uh, Whitney, I really appreciate your time. And uh, this has been a this has been a great discussion. And so I really encourage leaders as you're listening through that, think about your purpose. Think about the idea that purpose is timeless and that, you know, your the context shifts uh, based on the times, based on what's going on, but your purpose should be timeless. And so what's your purpose? How are you communicating that purpose? How are you living that purpose in your organization? That's really important right now. And leaders, I think um, what Whitney talked about in terms of being authentic and transparent, emotionally available, and just being able to say, I don't know sometimes, but be there for your people, communicate daily, uh, and and communicate early and often. I think that's really important as well. So Whitney, that was a great takeaway from this as well. So so follow up on his resources, uh, get the book, Work the Future and uh, today, Work the Future Today, and uh, that's a great resource. And so far, I've enjoyed everything I've looked at so far. So thank you, Whitney. Oh, my pleasure. Well, that's it for today. And thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care.